Welcome back to In Hot Water. It is June 2nd, 2020. Uh, you got Maddie Lee up in New York City. We got Tom and Joey down in Tampa. How are we doing, guys? Well, I mean, things aren't good. I think we all know that. I think things are, are you know, as bad as things have been, It's I guess it's probably just as bad as ever, as long as I can remember. I mean, the, the racial divide in this country um it's like you know i've been doing a lot of pep talks and stuff every day on ig you know it's it i'm almost at a loss it just um something that we shouldn't have to keep revisiting and it just keeps coming up you know and i just think social media i mean it I mean, to me, I look at it and I'm like, why does this keep happening? You know, but how do you stop it? Quiet. Speaking of stop it, Dottie. They don't shut up. But I, that's the problem. I mean, racism, I, I hate to say it. I think it's just going to be around forever. You know, I just, it's, it's sad, you know. I think it's like just like the same thing when we look at the the, the, the mass shootings and stuff. You go, well, why can't we stop this? Um, and then something won't happen for a while, and then it happens, and it rears its ugly face again. Um, and I don't know. I'm just looking at this. It's a casual conversation, you know, about something yeah. really serious, you know. And I'm just talking, you know. Clearly, I. You know, to to think um, we none of us can understand it firsthand, obviously. You know, but but just as somebody who you know has friends, all different types of friends from different races, to sexualities to you know religions, and you know, I, I just you know, I wish I wish it would end. I wish there was something more that we can do about it, and and I. And I hope that our actual leaders um, help us find the answer to that within our generation, you know. I hear you. We made so much, I, I feel that we made so much ground in, in terms of, of racism and, and, and sexuality and everything when Obama was in office and we had our first black president, we're on a step in the right direction. Then this ding dong comes in. And I've never seen, I've never seen firsthand of, but, or even like heard of like Nazis or K, like KKK and stuff. That's always like folklore growing up and even coming from the South, like, oh, you hear about this stuff, but it is like almost prevalent in like news cycles and everything out today. It's fucking wild that it's, it's now back in it and, and it's, and racism, like you said, it's, it's this is the worst. I mean, I'm going to be 40 into this month, and this is the worst that I can remember it ever being in my entire life. And it's it's really sad, and it's 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 really terrible to see how how it goes so far, and then just get knocked down a few pegs and go. I mean, this is probably you know back another 40, 50 years. It's 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 it's, it's terrible. 
It's hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, absolutely nothing has has changed in our lifetimes. You know, even though there was a <clears throat> kind of a band-aid put over it during the Obama years, or you know, this is kind of a backlash to that in some extent. Um, but our, you know, this Trump fuck has been dividing us since you know week one. You know, and it gets worse and worse and worse as time goes on, and and uh, nothing's done about it. Disgraceful. Just uh, what this what this country is and has been for many years. I think um, you know, if you look at um, when the LA riots happened, you know, and how shameful that was, and when that happened. I mean, what was that? How many? When did that happen? How many years ago was that? that was that you cut? You cut out, Tommy. Who did you say? I was talking about the LA riots when that was when ninety. That was ninety-two. After Rodney King, and we had the LA riots. That was what ninety-two. That was ninety-two. All right, Joey. Yeah, ninety-two. So you think about that. That was close to thirty years ago. And as bad as that was, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, and we've seen some horrible things since then too, you know, um, as bad as that was, I don't remember anything where it happened on a, where, where the protests were made it through the whole country is what I'm saying, where we had so much frustration and civil unrest that there were fires basically burning in every country, every city in the country, you know, I, I don't remember that happening during the LA riots. You no, know, there's a localized thing that maybe it should have been something that that was that that was truly um, where it was a, a countrywide protest. Um, but but that I don't ever remember in my lifetime something like this where it's. Truly, people in every city of the country, um, you know. I mean, it's just it. It speaks volumes to how absolutely disgusted and fed up people are. Um, I mean, I just think, you know, I realized that during the Obama administration that that kind of put a on it totally agree with joe about that for sure and like i've been saying you know it just this keeps coming up it keeps coming up and 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 i guess it never for whatever reason it the job never gets i don't want to say finished because like i said i don't think you're ever going to be able to completely stop it out but but just like um how you try to control fire there when little bursts come in nothing's ever been put in government-wide, to, to where, where it's not just a slap on the wrist, where there's something in place to step in immediately that something happens again and says, hey, you keep that shit inside of you. You, you can't inflict this kind of hate on another human being. You know, I, I mean, I guess you can't stop people that, that want to hold something against somebody because of their color of their skin, you can't stop them from thinking it, but we should at least be able to stomp it out where somebody is adversely affected about it, whether it be 
um, from not wanting to serve them in a restaurant or not wanting to let somebody into a club or not wanting to make a cake for somebody's wedding or straight to the top where somebody loses their life. I mean, there has to be policies put into place to keep, it's a crime, to keep people in check that have these fucked up ways of thinking where they suffer if, if they break the rules, man. And, and there's just not, that's the problem. Um, this kind of hate get sometimes gets cloaked under um, freedom of speech and things like that. And that's how it ex- escalates when people, um, not just people in power, but especially when you have somebody who's hiding behind a badge that feels like they can already do whatever they want. This is the kind of shit that will happen. You know, like, like I just feel there needs to be things put in place to make sure that this doesn't happen. And the only way we can do that is by getting legitimate things on the books to, to prevent it. And that probably still, don't even get me wrong. I'm not trying to like look through these rose petal glasses or whatever. That probably won't even work. But if, if we have the mentality of nothing will work, then we're never going to at least get to a point where stuff like this doesn't happen anymore. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, even at this point, the law isn't being followed. Like these guys haven't been arrested. Yeah. That's the bare minimum. Well, just just the main clown, just the main clown got arrested, right? right? Okay, it was yeah, but still third degree. Third degree, and and the other people haven't been even arrested at this point. I agree. I agree. I mean, if if the bare minimum is even going to fucking happen, like, but that's what I'm saying. There has to be more. If if it was if there was a law in there that said if Europe. I mean, the one thing that they're asking for is to eliminate chokeholds, right? So I'm just saying, like, how do you get to where you have to get at? And at the same time, still um, repair that trust, you know? I mean, there, there's so many layers to all of this that I, I think, you know, it seems like it should be, to someone like you and me, it seems like it should be a simple thing where you just say, this is unacceptable, and it just happens. But because there's going to be people that are abusive in this way, there, there probably needs to be extra laws on the book. Like if they completely outlawed chokeholds and they said that if better training, I mean, there's got to be – they should be vetting to make sure – if you're a police officer – there can't be anything racist about you in the first place. It's how I look at it. Like it it's just like when they, when they, when they try to find jurors, you try to vet out certain things. There's got to be a better background checks. Yeah. For the police. I mean, there just has to be, but, but that's the whole thing. When I say there's a lot of layers, you know, you got to get the trust back too, because how do you, let's face it. There's got, there's good cops out there, you know, but even if you got to the point where all the cops were good, you've got to win back the trust of this community that the black people that have suffered since the beginning of their time in our country. You can't fix that overnight, you know? So it's, it's a long road. But if you don't take it seriously and start the journey, it's, it's never going to get better. And we're going to have the same thing happening over and over and over and over. 
and we're in 2020, you know? But yeah, no, back to um, the LA riots, Tommy. So that happened in 92 and it was, it was it lasted six days. It was on April 29th in 92 and it went through May 4th. Um, so almost the, around the same time, but yeah, so 30 years ago is what that happened. And it was pretty isolated where it was mostly just South Central. I remember, yeah. Yeah, I don't even think it was even more. I didn't think it expanded outside of L.A. I thought maybe it was like part of a California thing, but this seems like it was just South Central, six days. <clears throat> thing was getting, you know, burning and looting. But I can't remember when this has been a, you know. That wasn't, that wasn't even a death, you know. I mean, it was atrocious and yeah, heartbreaking and one of the first things caught on video. But now we've had 10 in the past year. years. I mean, uh, uh, more. I mean, yeah, the Ahmad Arbery, that was May. Dude, that was like, it was two or three in just last month. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like this full year. Uh, I mean, I can't say fully, but I mean, maybe double digits, like, and that's just what's being reported. Like, you don't know what's getting swept under the rug with these crooked fucks. Right. And then, you know, I, I think... Real quick, no, I think Joe brought up a good point, though, is like how that was a first, the first um, case of, like, video evidence being pulled out from cops. If yes. this wasn't, if this wasn't on film which was in broad daylight to a crowd of people with three other cops around, like who knows what, what would have been said in the police report and what, you know, has been the, you know, I don't know, but with bad cops, there's ways to get, you know, in and around things. Sure. Hopefully I think what needs to happen is, you know, you can't train people, but you can train an environment and the structure and and there's gotta be cameras everywhere. There's gotta be cameras on every single cop in their chest on their head, like on their back, not, they they can't control. Yeah, but at the same time, like I was saying, you've got to, there's got to be the vetting, and you got to make these guys know if they fuck up, it's coming down on them. Because this, he was being filmed by probably 14 cell phones, looking right at him, knowing, knowing that he had his knee on this man's neck, on this black man's neck. He knew it, and he knew the man was handcuffed, and he knelt on him while he knew he was being filmed. That's what's, I mean, while he knew it. That's how brazen this dude was. You know what I'm saying? For close to 10 minutes. Yeah. Right. And these people- that, That's my whole point. So, so just letting them know that they're gonna be filmed isn't gonna help if they believe that they're allowed to do what the hell they're doing. I mean, for the life of me, over these past few days, um, and I only saw a smidgen of that video once, but I've seen, you know, when you have, with social media, everything gets, um, snippets get regurgitated over and over. And so you piece things together, you read the stories. I didn't have to see it to envision in my head what this looked like, you know? Um, and when I think of that, I th- and you see the screenshot of the guy looking directly at the camera, like, what? What's the problem? Yeah, and they're I mean, saying that, he can't breathe. 
He's saying right. he can't breathe. The people are right. saying he's saying and, he can't and, breathe. And he's on top have, of them. Right, and they have no – I mean, there, there was nothing there. There was no humanity there whatsoever. So that guy and probably hundreds of other people that have a badge right now should not be police officers in the first place. And whatever the thin blue line thing is, they need to understand that when, when within our line, we're not protecting and serving, that that's a bad apple there. We don't stick together on this part of it. We got to get this guy off of our force. Um, that mentality, and, and that's where the training comes in, I think, that mentality needs to change. Like I said, it's, it's going to take a long time because for most of it, we're still just talking about the cops. We're not even talking about the justice system, the city council, um, landlords. Um, I mean, there's just a constant all the way around. You know, so there's got to be a complete overhaul and a changing of mentality. You know, like I said, I hope we see it by the time our generation, by the time we're leaving this earth, if we live a full life. I'm hoping that the, the younger generation um, is able to come and stomp it out, you know, because I think it's learned. I think a lot of people, it gets passed down. And hopefully yeah. as we get more progressive, and more accepting and more things are out there, eventually this type of mentality will just die off. But we should be steadily pushing it out the fucking door. Yeah. You know, right. I, I think the issue is like, you know, thinking about LA riots, you know, that was 30 years ago. We don't have kids, but a lot of our friends do. And, you know, that's, that's their generation. And now that it seems like this just popped back up, seems like some of these kids could be tarnished with some really terrible, you know, ideas and thoughts and, and, and views that are coming around. And, and I fear that, you know, this last 30, 40 years are all for naught and what we've done to try to be, you know, equal and have everything, you know, right and just between everything. And, and it seems like everything's fucking gone in a matter of a few days. Yeah. Or, or it really was there, you know, like, we're talking about a generation ago where everything was segregated, you know? So these types of things, unless there really is, you know, I mean, I don't want to say the word compensation, but like there has to be a leveling of the playing field. And unless some of the, the pedagogy of the oppressed like, stops, you know, whole, you know, completely, then it just carries on and on and on, whether it's, you know, a slow trickle downward where, oh, it's 10% less this generation and so forth. That still doesn't mean dick. Like it's still, it's still way more than just rules and regulations and laws. Yeah, it's a lot deeper than that. Unfortunately. I don't know where we go from this. Well, it's just so fucking hard to talk about it's very hard to talk about and i just i i, I think what makes it so hard is it, like i said you would think it's something that that you would look at and go why can't we get this right you know 
but there, like I said, there's so many layers and um, it's just hard. I mean, it's really hard and it, and it shouldn't be. And that's what makes it so frustrating. But there's so many people out there that don't want to see equality. Um, and then I know I get, I always bring up the social media, but you know, it's just like I, I watched that documentary, The After Truth, the disinformation of whatever the heck it was called that we talked about last time. The same way social media gets used to infiltrate these campaigns. I, I, I just believe that there's a lot of bots out there too that constantly stir the pot with hot button issues. So when, when collectively people are trying to work to do, to try to get towards the right things, there's so many other voices out there butting in where they shouldn't be either, either real voices or created voices that butt in and propagandize and push messages um, and misinformation. And I think it, it, it's meant to break things down, you know, and I think it's another um, obstacle um, that we look at when we're, when we're trying to, um, you know, a lot of that stuff's based on fear, you know, so and racism, I think a lot of that is based on fear. And so I think that's, that's, you know, when they talked about some of the looting being, um, right wing activists that were invading different cities and coming in and, and starting these things off, it feeds into more of that where the people that you're trying to convince, you know, then they're going, well, look at this, look what happened over here. Why are people doing this to the neighborhood? You know, it just, it, there's so many different little tentacles to everything and it's so easy to feed on people's fears and then it sets us back even more, you know? I mean, they boarded up. I didn't board anything up, but in Ybor City, there, there was no news of anything that was going to happen in Ybor City. And the first anything, which was a peaceful protest that was going to happen in Ybor on Sunday, I was already getting calls on Saturday and people saying, hey, man, uh, rumor is that they're coming from Fowler and people are going to be coming from Fowler and Fowler is being used as a distraction and they're going to attack Ybor city on Saturday night and people were boarding up their buildings on Saturday. And I was telling them like, are you, fuck, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? That's not anything in, in the thing on Sunday is peaceful. And yet by the end of Sunday, 90% of Ybor city was boarded up. It's and still for me. And it still is. I'm still with you. But my whole point is if, if, or you, why are you, what are you basing your decision on? Are you basing your decision on common sense? Or are you basing your decision on fear? Or are you basing your decision because you already have some internal thoughts about a demographic of people that, that just because, I mean, if it was a, um, I think it was, I think it was H that I had this conversation with. If it, if it had been a, a, a LGBT protest, in Ybor City, in the park. Would all these people have boarded up their windows? You know what I mean? So I, 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 they're a s systemized 
systematic mindset there that was, oh shit, you know, we're going to board everything up. You know, I understand your need to want to protect your property, but you have to look at if, if they, if the, the city would have said to me, we have internal information that this protest at Ebor is going to be happening. And we're, we're concerned that there's going to be people that are going to be violent. You should do what you need to do. Then I would have considered it. But I mean, if the new, if the information's not there, and people are reacting a certain way. To me, that in and of itself just pushes the narrative um, of fear and confusion. And, and then these protesters feel like, well, why the hell is everybody boarding up? Look, because we're, you know what I'm saying? So. What can you say? I mean, there's nothing. What's up? I don't know. Right. I mean, that's what I mean. It's just so crazy to me. That's a good that point about that. Yeah. Because, I mean. Th- and I even said, I won't name any names, but I said to one dude, because he was scoffing at me because I didn't board up. And I said, listen, here's the whole thing. Like, if the, if things rioted here in Ebor, and I had been pushing this narrative for a while anyway, that I didn't believe that the people that were protesting were necessarily the people who become violent, you know, and, and we're doing the arsons and stuff like that, which I, I still don't believe. Much. But if those people decide to come into an area as open as Ebor city and take that risk and start that kind of chaos and they decide to, to light um, one of the buildings on seventh Avenue on fire, all the buildings are connected. So even if everybody um, puts plywood in their windows or something, Plywood burns too. The whole block's going to burn down. So it, that's what I mean. It's like you you have to use common sense approach. But what happens is people base everything on fear. And things weigh on that fear. And that helps breed this kind of racism. You know, that cop was acting on fear at first. And then he was acting as power. Like, look at me. Look at the big man I am. You know, so it's it's educating people's mindset that certain things you don't you shouldn't be afraid of, you know? I mean, I just think that's a part of it. Here's a part of it. I think there's also kind of a sheep mentality around racism where it's it's a part of where you came from and I don't think there's strong willed where a lot of at least in the South, where not, not many people are, you know, very extremely passionate about civil rights or history or, you know, reading a lot or literature and anything. So I think it's part of fear and just also just following along with what, what's, what goes on in their small groups, their, you know, high schools and whatever. And it's, it's hard to get away from that. I don't know if that would play a part in if one business closed or started boarding up their windows and the next one would. But maybe so. But I think it also it's 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 kind of it, it's it's fear, it's upbringing, and I think it's just kind of the the, the sheep mentality or herd mentality. Yeah. I mean, plus, you know, of course, this COVID stuff is 
somehow intertwined in this, you know. People are broke, people are fucking frustrated of being home, people are agitated, people are, you know, ready to fucking go out, ready to do something, you know, and those worst, you know, parts of the human, you know, mentality come out at a time like this, after this whirlwind of a scenario that everyone's gone through. So that's got to be a play a part in it, you know, whether it's white, black, Asian, what have you, whoever these bad actors are, you know, that <laughs> has to be a, a part of it. Well, there's definitely, I mean... Basic actors, all of them. Listen, there's a little... Laugh, Joe. Jesus her, her first little bit of laughter during this Jesus plot. Christ, yeah, 40 That's minutes That's enough in. laughter, damn it. Um, I don't. I, I just... But uh, no, definitely, just, dude, just... I understand what Joe's saying, though. Like, the self-isolation alone, mentally, people are going buckos, you know? So... Self-isolation, the leadership, what we haven't gotten, you know, and, and all this blood is on Trump's hands. We're in a fucking terrible spot which is could have been avoided you know there's other countries right. that handle this much much better we we didn't get shit from you know like the 1200 check great um 40 million are unemployed so there's a lot of truth to what joe is saying about you know i mean what the fuck's going like we're in a depression we're legit in a depression right. and if there's i don't even know if it's a depression dude it's what's worse than like that. we're we're in like we're yeah. like one step away from absolute total anarchy. Yeah, like I really believe that. Like it's pretty close. This is a is close to a powder keg time bomb that I have ever seen in my forty six years of life. Like you can't even. Um, <clears throat> Once again, I'll go back to so, like if you go on social media and you're trying um, to be supportive, things get I mean things get misinterpreted, and you can be attacked for trying to be as positive as you can about something. Like people are so angry, and there's so much content out there, and everything's so in the face. And then you have this president that says things like. When the looting starts, the shooting starts, and crazy shit like that, and the COVID, and you put the whole thing together, and man, I just, it's a powder keg, ready to explode, and the leadership's just not there. Did you guys, did you guys see all the shit yesterday? I mean, that was the weirdest, weirdest day I have ever The Bible thing? All of it. Well, the Bible thing. They, like when he did they, the he did the speech in the Rose Garden, where he said, uh, "You know, I'm the, I'm the president of Law and Order," and it was like, and then he said he's going to use he's going to dominate the streets, and he brought out you know one of he brought out a guy in full on fatigues and all white guys, and he says that he's cool with peaceful protests, but he, he kicked everybody off of Lafayette Square um, with tear gas. They, tear gas. Yeah, and what and, you know, and tear gas, which like in talking about COVID, like that, that's gonna make people cough, sneeze, spit, puke. It's gonna be a goddamn disaster. I mean, I have a lot of heart for all these people out there protesting and ex- extremely with African Americans going out where they're being they have the highest population of risk during COVID and they're out there risking their lives 
dealing with this for some shit that should not even happen fucking ever and continues to happen on the regular, which is just fucking terrible. But Joey, when he cleared out that whole place and then he, he just, I mean, the weirdest pose with a book I've ever seen. It's, it's just everything is just so orchestrated to, you know, to ring that bell of, you know, hatred and divide and, you know, all those key words, you know. He checked calling, every box. You know, every, every, every single step of the way, he's constantly, you know, egging people on to act in, in the manner in which divides us further and further and, you know, creates, you know, moments like this that are devastating to the integrity of a, of a nation. And when it comes back to leadership, we're talking about the looting, the burning, everybody's employed. He had no mention of, of George Floyd, no mention of the 100,000 deaths. He goes to a church that's closed up that he hasn't been to since New Year's. When he there was another photo op. He hasn't been there since St. Patty's Day. I don't think the guy's ever like said a prayer, but he went to a church, didn't pray once. Um, not a religious guy, but like, what are you going to go to church? And like, there's a lot of like, this is the worst this country's ever been in. And you have a chance to to do something, show some sort of emotion, some sort of compassion, connect. <laughs> I mean, and he's a fucking idiot. He's got a, you got an election in four months, dude. Like, right. you couldn't do anything more wrong than what he did yesterday. It was the worst episode of a reality show I've ever seen. Even if you're, even if you're not a religious guy, what you do want to see in your leaders is honesty and being genuine and being real and empathy. So get up there and it, don't just do a photo op with the Bible if that's not who you are. You know, I'd rather see him continue to be who he is so everybody can see it and we get this guy out of office. You know, um, just do a zoom, just do a zoom from his bunker. I mean, I was talking, I was talking to my dad the other day and listen, from the time I could vote, I've always voted Democrat, you know, so it's out there. If I've, if I've <laughs> offended any of my other fans besides the Trumpsters, I apologize, but yeah, they I've Republican Democrat. I'm serious though. I've always voted Democrat. That being said, okay, wow, when a Republican took office, even if I didn't vote for them, I could go, okay, well, at least I know the, hopefully the main objective of this guy is he cares about the country first. Didn't totally, yeah, he's probably going to do this, this, or that. But overall, this guy's going to do a good job. You know, and then when people look back at George W. Bush, you know, with, with the with, with everything that happened with him, they were like, oh, look at what this guy did. Still to this day, I, you know, I didn't vote for George W. Bush, but I wasn't like, oh, my, you know, it was bad, but it wasn't. Or, or like when John McCain ran against Obama, I mean, I voted for Obama, but if McCain would have became president, I would have been like, all right, this is at least a decent human being. You know, where the Republican Party has gone and what it's become and these different little, I keep using the word tentacles, but the tentacles of people that have taken office in different states and cities 
that are basically little Trumpers and what it's done to the Republican Party and what it's doing to our country is disgusting. I mean, that's all there is to it. When they're talking about um, 2024, the names that came up were Donald Trump Jr., Ron DeSantis, Rick Scott, um, Matt Getz, that these are going to be the people going for the Republican. So the Republican Party, as we knew it before, is pretty much fucking dead. dude. And honestly, if I was like Mitch McConnell and um, what's the other guy's name? That, that yeah, are you, this, is, this your, is this your moment where you say you're going to come Republican? No. No, I'm just saying, though, they at least... There's a lot of build up there, party. Jeff. They have to at least get that party back on the tracks. The um, people have been chanting for Tom to run for mayor today. I'm not running I'm for not mayor. In the streets? <laughs> I mean, the fact remains that we have a president that is sociopathic, which they are incapable of, of empathy. And time and time again, as Matt said, he hasn't even spoken about George Lloyd. He hasn't to- spoke about COVID. He hasn't spoke to the... Like, <laughs> You know, he speaks no accountability. He speaks to his base. He holds that Bible up to rile his base. He just plays the part. It's it's he's a he's reality TV, right? I mean, it's I mean, we knew that beforehand. We've known it all the way through, but it keeps affecting our country in a more devastating fashion as every week unfolds, to the point where we are. Uh, uh, you know, shambles version of what this country was, could have been, and hopefully will be in the future much stronger. But I mean, we uphill, Sisyphus type shit with this guy. Up a cliff. Yeah, steep. Fucked. Up yep. a cliff. Big time. The only thing, you know, we touched on the COVID a little bit. Obviously, this. Um, once again, this is the, like the, the far right people too. They go, oh, look at that. Isn't that funny? I guess COVID isn't around because people think that it's just whatever narrative the media is pushing. The media is covering this right now because this is the biggest crisis now. COVID's still a problem. So if there's anybody out there that thought that anybody forgot about COVID, they didn't because if you actually pay attention and you watch different press conferences in different cities, what they're saying is, we understand you have a right to peaceful protest. At the same time, please cover yourself. Cover, because everybody knows in office, these people know that they're trying to help their cities and stuff, that the numbers are going to spike because of these protests. So, like I said, when all these things intersect, now we have a situation where there's a good possibility that a lot of places that aren't open are probably going to be waiting a lot longer because, because we are dealing with a major crisis that if the dust settles over the next couple of weeks, I think once they really do the research and try to look at this stuff, they're going to see that we've got a lot of new cases and a lot of new deaths. And it's probably going to set us back in that battle too. And, um, the only other thing I'd say is I think that there's a lot of people that are ready to quit. Like people are just exhausted. Um, they don't have any fight in them anymore. They don't have any energy. Um, you know, 
And that I'm not, I mean, that I don't can't blame that. them. Yeah. I, I can't blame people. Um, but I would go back to that word empathy. I think anytime that you feel like you have to quit, you got to think about the people around you that have it much worse off than you, you know, and you, and you have to try to stand up and, and, and continue to move forward. I mean, that's it. tough do you have any final words man i don't know i don't know it's just it's like like tom said it's just so hard every day to go through this i mean first off probably turn off this goddamn social media shit you know uh i mean that's the number one thing right now other than that i i honestly don't have don't have anything inspirational to say uh, I'm heartbroken every day by some of the shit I see uh, from our leadership and from some of our people in our community and uh, you know I don't know heartbreaking yeah, I hear you I can hear it in both of you guys man it's it's tough and I, I wish there was, there was more that, that I could do what we could do um, you know I'm, I'm donating what I can but I, I mean it's it's for those out there, just please be safe, be careful, you know, and, and, and respect one another and, and do it peacefully, which is eventually it's trying to get taken away from us. I mean, Trump's saying about how he says he wants to be, you know, he, he's aligned with peaceful protesting, but they want to dominate the streets. And it's, it's, it's beyond racism. It's, it's, it's beyond, it's just, it's, it's civil rights and it's, it's, it's a complete trying to be a dictatorship, but if I think if anything happened yesterday in this past week, the silver lining is that that I, I mean, knocking on wood that that this is going to seal the Democratic seat for the next White House. I can hope. I mean, there. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's. I don't know he's what, what Republicans can back this guy up right now. He's got to go. I mean, he's got to go, and like I said, then from the bottom up, there's a lot of people that got to go. You know, they all have to go. Yeah, there's a lot of people that got to go, and like I said, the whole the whole thing. There's no easy way around this. Like this is a fight that will last at least another generation. You know, but another, another till the next. If, if you know. everybody, if everybody implodes, if everybody implodes, then nothing's going to change, and it's only going to get worse. And I know that sounds like super cliche, but it, it's reality. You know, it's. I mean, I that speech the killer Mike did a few days ago. Yeah. Um, was spot on. You know, it I was. was um, we'll close. We with need that. more leaders. We need more leaders in our communities like that. Um, and we need other people in office. I swear to God, we need other people in office that are real, actual people that get it and have empathy and understanding and boots on the ground. I mean, there's just 
there's just too many people in office right now that are not that and are not accountable and don't get it firsthand or are basing decisions on payouts. And we, like I said, we've probably been set back at least, I, I mean, 20 years right now by what this dude's done in the past three and a half. We cannot have four more years of this. And we cannot have four more years of those people that put him in office, putting other versions of him in office around our country. Yeah, no, I, I think the message is loud and clear that, that you know, it's, it's not about looting, it's not about burning, it's about voting, it's about being peaceful, and it's about getting the message out. And even Terrence Floyd said this, you know, the, the Floyd family has been amazing through all this. I don't know if you guys heard his speech that he did yesterday when they were at the scene of, of, of George's death and how he was, you know, it was extremely emotional. He got to the scene and buckled and it was, it was the worst that I've, I've um, in the past like week, like yesterday was really bad. Yeah, I saw it. But he was, you know, he was, he had an amazing message and he said, he is, you know, what are you doing? Are you guys like, he was my brother. Like if anybody can be upset, and they want to burn something and break something in their own neighborhood, it's me. And I'm not doing that. So follow my lead. The same thing Killer Mike said, same as a lot of, you know, good people have been out there saying is that get out there, vote, vote locally, vote, you know, regionally, everything. So that's what we need to do. Um, and a lot of reform, man. There's got to be a lot of reform. It's a lot of shit. You got to clean house and you got to shake everything up. There's that feeling of helplessness, you know. It's this is tough. I mean, we're so, in the shit, man. We're really in the shit. Like this, you know. I, you know, I know we're trying to be semi-optimistic. I'm not uh, when it comes to this particular thing. Um, I think it's going to get a whole lot worse. Oh, for yeah. sure. So, you know, and you know, even I know you guys. Yeah, we got to vote this guy out. I don't think the guy's going to even leave if he does get voted out. So that's <laughs> the fucking thing. You know, what I mean? you, you think he's gonna declare a state of emergency and like just stay? Yeah, follow what he's done. Follow what he's done, and the, the, the I'm not, listen. I you might be right. Can you put any <laughs> after this fuck? Listen, no. Hey, listen. Just remember, I'm not even gonna say check the tape, but just remember, <laughs> I told you guys five years ago. I was like, you better watch out for this motherfucker, dude. I I'm not digging that far, Tommy. Don't do it. I remember you saying it. I remember you saying it. We did that. I said, you better watch out for this guy, man. This dude's got something. And he had a whole lot of hate. And he found a bunch of people to go with him. Um, what a simpler yeah. time it was back then. Oh, my yeah. God. It seems like a fuck. That seems like 30 years ago now. Oh, my God. It does. It so does. This last week felt like five years. Mm-hmm. Oh. God. But th- listen, though, like, how hasn't this, oh, anyway, aside from the uh, declaring the emergency and he still stays in office, I still look at it, dude, and I'm like, I don't understand how, how this guy hasn't got whacked. Like, I know. I, yeah, I, I know. Mean, I'm, I'm not yesterday. saying, hey, yesterday. Don't, don't give me Trump. I'm not saying it's me and I'm not promoting it, but. Tommy, he said that because because his whole family was his whole family his whole family was missing from yesterday. 
Right. Who? The only female there was that girl from Tampa, that Looney Tune from Fox, uh, Kaylee or Kay Macklin, whatever. Yeah. But Everyone he else was like, he went, they said he went into some hidden. Or no, was Ivanka with him? Ivanka was with him, no? Oh, they said Trump went into some hidden chamber or something. I'm pretty sure the photo was just all white dudes and it was just, and it was him and the, the new, the girl from Tampa that's from Fox. Kaylee? Kaylee, yeah. She's his new, um. Press secretary? Press secretary. Kaylee, 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 no, 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 no. But yeah, no, but all of his family, Donnie Jr. He showed his paycheck. Donnie Jr., Fucking weird Eric and Ivanka, nowhere to be seen. I think because they thought old daddy was going to, you know. Take the bullet? Yeah. Old Lee Harvey was out on the grassy knoll. But but that's what I'm saying. Like, how? But if we're thinking about that, do you, do you think there's JFK. JFK. I know. I know. JFK. That was, that was a mob hit, Tom. We know that. That was Traficante. Dude was the coolest guy on the face of the planet. That's all I'm saying. As far as presidents go, if JFK going to get whacked, like, I don't know how this guy's still around. I'm just saying. Well, we all know. I don't know how they keep him safe. I really don't know how they keep him safe. The Secret Service. Do you think they would take a bullet bullet for this guy right now? He's still alive. That's what I'm saying. Do you think one of those guys would be Kevin Costner, like in The Bodyguard? Do you think they would jump in front of Whitney? For old Trump. Whoever is running the Secret Service right now, that guy should be the highest paid person in the universe because they got to be working their asses off. Every time that dummy. So scared. So scared. Sort of, <laughs> he makes a tweet and they're like, oh my oh, God. Fuck. Like, here we go, dude. He, dude got to be like Dick Tracy, like, gets on his, uh, his phone, on his watch, and goes, all right, boys. We got to round it up. The president just tweeted some more stupid shit, dude. And they're, they've got like agents, like three state radius around them to protect this dude, man. So I don't know. I'm just saying. But it'd be interesting to hear one of those guys speak if they can speak, if they're a person. Every single one of those guys is writing a book at some point. 100%. Trust me, they're all. That's why they're still doing it. They're like, you know what? I'm gonna have a book deal because I can't believe. But they're also like, can we make sure this dude doesn't get reelected, so I can actually just retire, yeah. write that book? I mean, come on. Even um, way before any of this, even the Attorney General Barr, he had said something, and that guy came up and was like, makes it very hard to do my job when he tweets something like this. And that's what, like, when you have known scumbags that are criticizing you and you are the president of our entire country, that's where we're at, you know, like, that's why it's, it's, once again, it's always been there, but that's why it's as bad as it is right now, dude. I mean, God, that guy sucks. Billy Barr's a good guy, though. Like, he gets a bad rep, but he means well. Who bar? Your your plan? Do you, do you are you a fan better than Sessions? Sessions. 
I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They're all. I forgot. I forgot who Jeff Session no, was. No, it's like what you said or Joey said. We got to shake every. Like we got to get all of these cronies, all of his people. He brought all his guys in. They are all schlubs. They got to go. Beat it. Thanks everybody for listening to another episode of In Hot Water. I know we joke a lot and, and we say we're not getting political, but I think now um, all it is is political and we have to do what we can when we can to look out for one another and everyone. And it's it's been a really troubling several months. This last week has taken it to an extreme next level, but all in all um, from In Hot Water, um, we love everybody and, and we want to do what's best. And we're going to put some, some links of where you can donate and what you can do to benefit the cause. If you can't peacefully protest and, and do what you can, but just register to vote, make sure we get this idiot out in the next four months and all the other local ding dongs. And we'll go from there. All right. I'll say it. Trump. You're shredded. <laughs> With that, I love you guys. Please take care of each other, and we'll see you next time on In Hot Water. Love you. Love you guys. Welcome to In Hot Water After Dark. Um, the first part was very political, very somber. Um, now we're, the boys are having a little fun, making a drink. We're talking about what's going on. So, hey guys, how you doing? What the hell, Joey? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where to go from here. Have you been tuning in? Have you been able to turn on the news and shit? I've, I've watched some of the local stuff because shit was on fire here. Yeah. Uh, but other than that. Yeah, I haven't been able to turn it off the last two days. I'm going to. What's that? The news? News, yeah. It's hard. These fucking idiots get fucking brought. I mean, they brought a new judge or something in on Monday. So they're like, obviously kind of like taking their time. But if they just brought all these fucking guys in, this pro, I love stuff's going to chill out. If he changed the verdict from third to first degree and say, hey, we got these three guys, it's going to happen, but it takes time in the legal process, blah, blah, blah. But there's not a, I mean, come on, man. Here's the thing. In this, I mean, if this dude doesn't get it, 
I mean, like, if they don't really take this dude out, if you think what's happened so far is bad, man, oh, my God, dude. The whole talking about Trump? Are you talking about Trumpy? No, I'm talking about that cop. Like, it's bad oh. enough they haven't arrested the other guys yet. If they take this cop in and this guy goes to trial and these jurors go give him a not guilty or he gets Oh, no, 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 no. That can't happen. What? Well, I'm just saying, bro, if he doesn't get it, like if they don't drop it down on this dude, and don't say it can't happen because, man, crazier shit's happened in this fucking country, dude. If they get some fucking dummies up there in this jury and this dude gets a not guilty or gets some, I mean, the fact they had already said that the reason why they didn't go for first degree murder is because they were afraid he would get off. That's why they went for what they went for. If this and, they dude, doctored, and they doctored up the police report. They said he had like a heart disease. It was a fucking asphyxiation. Michael Hutchins. That's what I'm telling you, dude. Jury trial. They look for people that don't know much about it. Criminal justice major. Dude, if these jurors, if this police, the, the police department, their lawyer, or this guy's lawyer builds a strong enough case and it gets botched and this guy either gets off or gets some sort of slap on the wrist, all hell is going to break loose, no matter who's in office when that happens. Because that, I mean, this dude, by the time the trial happens, if he gets sentenced, we could be looking at next year. Yeah, they need to bring... You know what I mean? This yeah, thing's I mean, going to take a while. Dude, do you think... I mean, this judge has to have, like, some sort of executive order where, like, you can't fucking blow this one. Like, this guy has to be... like. But, how, but it's going to be a jury trial. I, I know, but it's... That's the whole problem. If it oh. was a judge, the judge would just be like, you're guilty, that's it. But this dude's going to go to a jury trial, and I'll tell you what, I would not want to be the attorney that's got to defend that cop. Because if he does a really good job and gets that dude off, the whole world is going to burn, dude. Big time. Doesn't he have the same lawyer? Who? I thought he had the same lawyer as one of the other uh, cops that got off. I think you're right. I think he, the same guy that's defending him, <sighs> producers got. I know. Yeah. I mean, if this isn't part of, we the got. Plot, my, I got my second second Amber Alert. They just sent out. They sent out the curfew as at eight, like a few hours ago. And then they said citywide curfew and effective at eight p.m. Essential workers are exempt. No traffic allowed in Manhattan south of ninety six, with the exception of local. Essential buses and truck deliveries. Shit's gonna fucking go nuts tonight. Yeah, for sure, dude. That shit they were showing last Eight night. Eight o'clock, shutting down fucking New York. Good. Okay. Thanks for. Well, was it eleven previously? It was eleven last night, and Cuomo fucking went nuts and gave De Blasio all kinds of shit. It was way too late, but. But yeah, well, you were gonna go to bed at eight o'clock. The city that never sleeps. Come on. De Blasio today did his press conference right before Cuomo. 
And he just looked like a little bitch. And then I was, he was the like, opening act. He's the opening act. He's the opener. And he was like trying so hard to do what he needed to do. And then like Cuomo came on, it was just like, shredded. get out of here. You're, um, you're shredded. You're shredded. He shredded him. <laughs> but <laughs> I have never liked de Blasio. No, no, yeah, nobody He's likes soft. Yes, he he's a fucking soft cocktail weenie. Has there been, um, I'm trying to think what's been on TV. Did you guys watch, uh, you watch the Epstein documentary? Oh, Joey. The what? Epstein. You're, oh, I haven't watched it yet. Holy shit. Okay, well, we got something. Is it crazy? It's fucking nuts. It's, it's PG. Wait a second. It's Did you PG. the four-part one? Yeah. There's what? two of them. Four or five. No, it's it's the new one. It's a four-parter. It just came out. But there's one on Netflix, and there's That's another. That's it. Okay. What's the other one? Um, there's another one. I think it's on Apple TV, and it's not like a series. It's like a one thing. Oh. So you're you're talking about the four-part thing? This is yeah. a four-parter, and, and it and it it seems PG compared to what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But it was, I mean, it told the story. It was, it's so, Disney. It seemed like a Disney documentary around the, like the worst guy of all time. So is it, so it's not good then? Oh, it's, it's great. Cause I'm in, I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm weirdly, it's, for some reason it's fascinating. Like it's, it's like something you can't, Wait, it's, it's, you it's fluffo. It's a fluffy piece. No, it, they, it's all, it's, it's pretty much all shot with like 80% is the victim speaking. It's Why do you say it's from like Disney then? Just be, they didn't get into the Satanism, Satanism and a bunch of other stuff. Like it, it, it was sugarcoated. That would have that would have taken up to PG thirteen. That would have gotten to thirteen. Then we talk about other shit. They Clinton didn't. Clinton said he was never there, which is bullshit. Like, photos of him there. It was it was weak. It was weak journalism. They didn't want to take it to PG thirteen level because. They, you know what I'm saying. They didn't want to take it to PG-13 level because then there would have been people in the theater that were over the age group that he was into. Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> My bad. But, yeah, I mean, what a scumbag. Yeah, that a scumbag. <laughs> but it's definitely, a, a, you know, a softball kind of documentary. Like, they could have gone way harder on this dude and exposed a lot more, but, you know. Yeah. They're like, oh, the guy, oh, yeah, just a strange house or just nudes all that over. That was the one. There's a lot so more what, shit going on. What's this one called? This one's called Filthy Rich. Yeah, thank okay. you. There's, thank another one. There's another one that's called Who Killed Jeffrey Epstein? I would like to watch that because, Joe, who do you think killed him? Clinton's. You Hillary really think just, Hillary gave him the old one, too? Hill dog? I mean... Basically, this guy has been blackmailing people for 40 years. Name whoever, you know, <laughs> rich and powerful and, you know, they're all in cahoots together, you know? Well, that camera, that camera went out, didn't it? No, but he had, the thing is, Tom, he had cameras everywhere. No, no but I'm saying, did the camera just conveniently go out? You're saying in the jail. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Everything conveniently. Yeah, dude. All the the guards were sleeping. The the camera. Right. <laughs> everything that went could go wrong went wrong. And the guy. And then they did the autopsy. And they're like, oh, there's no way that he hung himself. Like somebody fucking. Snapped. Right. It was like a. It was like um. 
It was basically like a Geraldo situation <laughs> when he tried to go in there for Al Capone's vault. It was like, oh, we're almost into this wall. And you just saw nothing. So this dude, clearly somebody whacked this guy. And they were just like, nothing to see here. Have you There's seen- no cameras. The have guards you- are sleeping. Have you seen the photos of uh, his his uh, celly? His cellmate? No. no. Ah. Can you text us, Joey? Yeah. I'm not Googling that on my work computer. I got it. <laughs> I'm already on a bunch of lists for fucking Tommy making Google stuff. <laughs> the, the cases barely went up yesterday. They went from 941 on Sunday. In New York? For everything. For U.S. It went from 941 to 1300, but I, I don't think people get tested on the weekends, so I think it's going to spike. No, next it's going to spike in a couple of days. And next week. So, and then you don't even know if you have it, so. Right. If you're healthy, you could just be a. That's what I'm saying. That's why they're not going to open anything else because they know. The 30 day, that, yeah, wait back. Right. They know that whatever damage all these mass protests and looting has caused, we won't see the real data for at least another two weeks. Oh, so might be another, it, you know, four. Puts the kibosh on Tommy. So that's fine. More government loans, please. The dogs are quiet, finally. Yeah, that, that Epstein, <coughs> Epstein doc is really good. <coughs> that's cool. Check your text. Are you serious? Yeah. He was like a Where'd you find that guy? That's the cellmate. Yeah, where did he come from though? Where is he? From the Clintons. He he was fucking some like ex like dirty cop. Oh, he snapped his fucking uh, a male cop or a female cop? What? A male cop <laughs> or a female cop? See the photo? He had a bunch of dogs around him. So what do you mean a male cop or a female cop? You say he was fucking, you say he was fucking a dirty cop. No, he is he, a fucking dirty cop. Yeah, that's all one sentence. He's a, he was He's, a dirty cop. And he was in the cell with him? He was his cellmate. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, that's a bad thing. If he was a, te- if he was a former cop and he was the cellmate? I don't know, Joe. This doesn't look like an inside job. No, <laughs> no. I think you know natural causes. Like yeah. this guy was this guy was reading like Steinbeck novel, like reading his own, and old Jeffrey just decided to call it quits. You know, nothing that can be done. <laughs> All right, love you. Hi right, guys. Love you guys. All right, fellas. Be good. Good night. Keep it real. I didn't want to come. And I don't want to be here. I'm the son of an Atlanta City police officer. Uh, my cousin is an Atlanta City police officer. And my other cousin, East Point police officer. And I got a lot of love and respect for police officers, down to the original eight police officers in Atlanta, that even after becoming police, had to dress in a YMCA 
because white officers didn't want to get dressed with niggers. And here we are 80 years later. I watched a white officer assassinate a black man. And I know that tore your heart out. And I know it's crippling. And I have nothing positive to say in this moment. Because I don't want to be here. But I'm responsible to be here because it wasn't just Dr. King and people dressed nicely who marched and protested to progress this city and so many other cities. It was people like my grandmother, people like my aunts and uncles who were members of SCLC and NAACP, and in particular, Reverend James Orange, Mrs. Alice Johnson, and Reverend Love, who we just lost last year. So I'm duty-bound to be here to simply say that it is your duty not to burn your own house down for anger with an enemy. It is your duty to fortify your own house so that you may be a house of refuge in times of organization. And now is the time to plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. It is time to beat up prosecutors you don't like at the voting booth. It is time to hold mayoral offices accountable, chiefs and deputy chiefs. Atlanta is not perfect, but we're a lot better than we ever were, and we're a lot better than cities are. I'm mad as hell. I woke up wanting to see the world burn down yesterday because I'm tired of seeing black men die. He casually put his knee on a human being's neck for nine minutes as he died like a zebra in the clutch of a lion's jaw. And we watch it like murder porn over and over again. So that's why children are burning to the ground. They don't know what else to do. And it is the responsibility of us to make this better right now. We don't want to see one officer charged. We want to see four officers prosecuted and sentenced. We don't want to see targets burning. We want to see the system that sets up for systemic racism burnt to the ground. And as I sit here in Georgia, Thomas Stevens, Georgia, former vice president of the Confederacy, white man said that law, fundamental law stated that whites were naturally the superior race and the confederacy was built on a cornerstone it's called a cornerstone speech look it up the cornerstone speech that blacks would always be subordinate that officer believed that speech because he killed that man like an animal in this city officers have done horrendous things and they have been prosecuted this city's cut different in this city, you can find over 50 restaurants owned by black women. I didn't say minority, and I didn't say women of color. So after you burn down your own home, what do you have left but char and ash? CNN? Ted did a great thing. I love CNN. I love Cartoon Network. But I'd like to say to CNN right now, karma's a mother. Stop feeding fear and anger every day. Stop making people feel so fearful. Give them hope. I'm glad they only took down a sign and defaced a building and they're not killing human beings like that policeman did. 
I'm glad that they only destroyed some brick and mortar and they didn't rip a father from a son. They didn't rip a, fa- a son from a mother like the policemen did. When a man yells for his mother in duress and pain and she's dead, he is essentially yelling, please, God, don't let it happen to me. And we watch that. So my question for us on the other side of this camera is after it burns, will we be left with charred or will we rise like a phoenix out of the ashes that Atlanta has always done? Will we use this as a moment to say that we will not do what other cities have done and in fact we will get better than we've been? We got good enough to destroy cash bonds. You don't have to worry about going to jail for some petty. We got smart enough to decriminalize marijuana. How smart are we going to be in the next 15 or 20 years to keep us ahead of this curve? So that much like when South Africa suffered apartheid, you had Andy and other politicians that could make sure that Atlanta said, Coca-Cola, we love you. But if you don't pull out of South Africa, we're going to leave. We're not going to drink Coca-Cola anymore. Coca-Cola jumped on their side and apartheid ended. So we have an opportunity now because I'm mad. I don't have any good advice. But what I can tell you is that if you sit in your homes tonight, instead of burning your home to the ground, you will have time to properly plot, plan, strategize, and organize and mobilize in an effective way. And two of the most effective ways is first taking your butt to the computer and making sure you fill out your senses so that people know who you are and where you are. The next thing is making sure you exercise your political bully power and going to local elections and beating up the politicians that you don't like. You got a prosecutor sent your partner to jail and you know it was bullshit. Put a new prosecutor in there. Now's your election to do it. You want a different senator that's more progressive that promotes marijuana through? Now's the time to do that. But it is not time to burn down your own home. I love and I respect you. I hate I don't have more to say. I hate I can't fix it in a snap. I hate Atlanta's not perfect for as good as we are. But we have to be better than this moment. We have to be better than burning down our own homes. Because if we lose Atlanta, what else we got? We lose an ability to plot, to plan, to strategize, to organize, and to properly mobilize. I want you to go home. I want you to talk to 10 of your friends. I want you guys to come up with real solutions. I would like for the Atlanta City Police Department to bring back the Community Review Board, one that Alice Johnson was formerly under, under Chief Turner. We need a review board here of it before an officer does some stupid shit we need to get ahead of it that's my recommendation to my mayor and my chief let's get a review board let's get ahead of it and let's give them power we don't need an officer that makes a mistake once twice three times and finally he kills a boy on national tv and the next thing you know the country is burning down we don't need a dumbass president repeating what segregation is said when you start looting we start shooting but the problem is some officers black and some people going to shoot back. And that's not good for our community either. I love and respect you all. I hope that we find a way out of it because I don't have the answers. But I do know we must plot, we must plan, we must strategize, organize, and mobilize. Thank you for allowing me some time to speak. I'd like to appreciate our chief for what she said on YouTube. I thought it was very bold to do. I'd like to appreciate our mayor for talking to us like a black mama and telling us to take our ass at home. And I'd like to talk, like to thank my friend for convincing me to come here. And I'll defer to Joe Beasley now because he knows a hell of a lot more than we do. Thank y'all. <laughs>